Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Terrible Sports Analysts. I am Ashton here with Colin. Hey guys. All right, and that today we're going to start with the WNBA championship. Yeah, that was the topic we meant to get to last week because it would have been more relevant last week, but we're talking about it now because we didn't get to it. But the Aces won for the first time in their team existing. Is it a start of a legacy there? Or, I mean, I, I personally think it's the start of a legacy. They seem like a team that's up and growing and everything else. I say no, just because I can. <laughs> I say it's like the Toronto Raptors winning in 2019. It's just a, one of those things. It's one of those things that happened by luck and sheer, I mean, just how it played out. Yeah. I mean, they did win three to one. That's pretty good. But I just, I want to be difficult. I want to say that no, it's just one of them things that happened. And that somebody else will take the reins next year. It's not going to be no dynasty or nothing. Eh, the part I agree with you on that is, they, I mean, they haven't been around been around as long as the NBA, but I don't think there's really been any repeat championships in the WNBA that I can think of or remember. No, as much as I do the NBA, but I follow it enough, and I think you're right. I don't believe there's any, you know, repeats or anything. Because what I believe that the WNBA is just a little bit over our age. Like, I think it came about in 96 or 97. Yeah, it's not real old, and the season's not that long. Yeah, I think it's only like, what, uh, maybe a 40-some game season. It's like half the time. Yeah. The NBA season. I mean, it's during the off season of the NBA because some of them share arenas. But, yeah, yeah it's just not real not real big and like, I mean, it's three to one, it's three to win a series, which it used to be in the NBA too. And then they moved it to four, but it's just small starting out. Maybe eventually it'll get, you know, big like the NBA is. Oh yeah. That and what they have 16 teams instead of 30. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why they have less games. Cause I mean, they basically have half the teams. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes half the games to play everybody that you need to play. Right. And, well, for it to be, like, half the season pretty much, that means their career should be longer, you know, less tolls on the body and stuff. Uh, I mean, you're pretty much seeing that. I think Sue Bird just, what, she just, she's about ready to retire. She's been in the league for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's just 20-year seasons would be more common for the WNBA. Like, this is going to be LeBron's 20th season. season. Yep. But you def you usually don't see people like LeBron lasting that long. Like, usually the typical NBA player lasts anywhere from 10 to 12 years. Yeah. And, I mean, topic for another day, but the way LeBron's playing at 20 season is crazy. I mean, he has not playing yet, but, you know, his 19th season he was. Well, it's not really too crazy, but you're the host, so I'll let you take us to the next topic. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. Uh, will LeBron pass Kareem this season for uh, all-time scoring? Statistically, definitely. 
there ain't no doubt about it that Kareem is going to get passed up on the all-time scoring leaders list. LeBron will be number one. My prediction midway through the season, because I've done the math on it, and for LeBron to go, if it was just a regular season, if the, you know, probably it was just regular season last year, they didn't make the playoffs. Right. If it was just the 82 game season, LeBron would have to average 16.1 points per game to be able to meet that feature in 82 games. If he does his career average at 27.1, it would take 49 games for him to get that record. Yeah. I mean, he averaged 29 points last year. So. Yeah, but I'm talking about the overall career average if he was to right. average every year from his career. Right. So, which, I mean, he's pretty consistent. He averages anywhere in his whole entire career. I think what his lowest was 25, 24 points per game. Yeah. I mean, that's still good numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, at his, still at his worst year, he's still getting it in. I'm going to go out on the limb here and say 55 games. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy could be plagued with injury this season and still break the scoring thing, unless obviously it's like a traumatic thing where, you know, some random death would to occur. But other than that, there ain't no reason why he won't get the thing. I don't know if it has to be a death. Maybe a season ender, but he goes straight to death. <laughs> I mean, it works the same way. <laughs> <laughs> a little extreme, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he'll, you know, Kareem will get past. Um, uh, I mean, there's just, <clears throat> I don't see any way around it unless, like what you said, I guess. But uh, LeBron's been pretty good his whole career. Uh, knock on wood about. I mean, he's had little injuries, but not major injuries to stay out for long, long periods of time. So he take like we talked about before, he takes really good care of his body, spends millions of dollars on it a year, and uh, yeah, I'll say about halfway through the season he'll pass Kareem. And do you think eventually LeBron will get passed, or you think he'll uh, hold that through? Forever, or you think it'll be a while? He'll eventually. I mean, he'll eventually get past just because. Uh, I mean, condition. I mean, what Kareem's held the record for close to forty years now. Pretty close, yeah. So I mean, and I think before Kareem, it was held by about another thirty some years. Yeah, which which is basically the whole entire time of the NBA. Math-wise, so statistically speaking, I would say in another 30, 40, 50 years, it'll get passed, but it won't be anytime soon. Because like I said, every generation has a LeBron Jordan-type player. Yeah. Granted, no one has stepped up to the occasion yet, but you know, a lot of people that will be taken off about this time that LeBron's close to retirement age will be stars in their own right. But like I said, it'll take a special player in the future to be able to surpass it. But then again, it also depends how many more years LeBron plays. It's true. He's I mean, he's not showing any sign of slowing down, and he's wanting to play with his 
son. Huh. He wanted to play both with both of his sons. So, yeah. So I mean, you think in theory, if he was, because what his oldest will be in the league in two more years. Yeah, a couple of years. He's uh, I believe it's senior in high school this year. So one year college or G League, and then NBA. Yeah. So at that point, you think LeBron had – so Matal LeBron breaks the record at, you know, midway for this season. You think that's another season and a half that he has to score. Yep. Not not counting – so basically two and a half more seasons at least is what he has in him with his – playing with his oldest son. So at that point, you know, he'd be setting the bar that much higher. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it'll be a lot harder for someone, and someone's going to have to play. I mean, yet again, it all depends how many points that person was to average throughout their career. But you know, obviously, if they was to do the same thing with LeBron, they would have to stay in the league at least that long. Which I think slowly more and more people are staying in the league longer because they're learning to take care of their bodies, and it's you know, technology is getting up there to where players are able to do that. So, do you see any current players that would threaten that and pass LeBron? Age-wise, only person I've seen really passing that in the last year was Holmgreen, which, yet again, we discussed on a previous podcast that he got injured. You know, he has he has a season-ending injury, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... He was a prodigy coming up from college, and everyone thought he was going to do good. But at the same time, with a grain of salt, I know LeBron has always averaged good numbers, but these players coming into the league now are always going to be one year behind what LeBron was. Right. And I think we've touched on this before. It seems like more and more players are coming into the league injured their rookie year than they used to. So they're like they're just coming in hurt, and so therefore – you would think their career's not going to last as long. Oh, yeah, but you still got the people like John Morant that's doing good right now. I mean, yeah, he's taking a while. Once the kid finds his outside shot, I think he could be a top contender for it. But he seems Jackson like he's still enjoying it. Tatum is another one, but I think he got a little slow start of points per game and everything else in his first few years. Yeah. I don't think they will. What about Steph Curry? I mean, he makes a lot of threes. You think him making all them threes, he'll catch up? Oh, I mean, he's older. I mean, he's not as old as LeBron, but I mean, he's not no young player. And he's right. just, and he's, I say this next two seasons, he'll be out of his prime. Okay. Is that, so, a, is that a call and guarantee or is that just a prediction? I don't guarantee as an analyst, unless it's statistics like how I pointed out of what games it should be. Which, on speaking of that, I say LeBron will get it in forty-two games. Forty-two. Okay. Forty-two. Because I say he has a couple, you know, fifty, sixty-point games at the beginning of the season. Okay, I'll say fifty. Fifty-one. Oh, you're saying his point through games are going to be lower this season? Uh, I'm looking for him to take some rest days. Okay, okay, it is fair enough. Season. So, are we talking about the teams' games played, or are we talking about LeBron games played? LeBron's games played. 
Okay, you're talking about him taking a couple off days, like not having as many scoring nights, high scoring. I mean, like I said, it's his 20th season. I see him taking a few rest nights here and there. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, the guy had, I mean, what he's, he's got on the a lot of miles on him. He does have a lot of miles on him, but at the same time, I mean, shoot, I think everything except for rebounding, he's on the leaderboards for. Oh, yeah. Steals, rebound. I mean, no, not rebound. Um, I was going to say everything but rebounds. Everything but rebounds. And blocks. And blocks, too, maybe. Blocks. No, it's chase I mean, down blocks. It's chase down blocks, yeah. There are no, I mean, he's has a bunch of clips for his chase down blocks, but rebounding and blocks aren't usually a thing a small forward can put on their resume. Right. I mean, he consistently. Can rebound, just he's, he don't always have to go for the rebound because he's you know, <laughs> he's I mean, great. Yeah, there was a time in Miami where he, they were second playing small ball, but you know, Bosch was still the main rebounder on that team. Yeah, pretty much the only thing that guy was good for. Yeah, I'm not gonna get in here right now. But that's a different topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say you know LeBron's not gonna hold this record very long because all these three pointers come out here. But you gotta think, three pointer. They're not as consistent making threes as two pointers are, which at the beginning of LeBron's career, you know, the era was different. You're making mostly two pointers, getting three point play, the old fashioned style, and AM one. So Yeah, they they don't really even teach kids nowadays how to shoot a mid range shot. No. But you gotta think the more you shoot threes, yeah, you might make some have some good games you don't miss much, but just the statistics show, I mean, you're going to miss more than you make, typically. Well, still, what, the best free, the, still the best three-point shooter percentage-wise in the league right now don't shoot as many frees as what Steph does, but it's that guy's still only sitting at about a 38%. That's what I'm saying. It's under 50% all day long. It's just not there. It's, even if they added a four-point line, that's just even further out. Yeah, Damian Lillard can hit that. LeBron can hit that. And Steph can hit that, but it's just not going to be consistent enough to make them pass LeBron on the all-time scoring. Oh, no. They're going to have to have a will around the game like the guy to be able to do anything like that. Exactly. You think Kareem got on top by making a bunch of threes? No. His were basically all two-pointers. and I Was he? A, I don't think he was that good of a free-throw shooter either. I don't believe so. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just old style play. Down low, beat them up. Down low. Yep, but yet again, it's also a, just like how whoever, if LeBron's record ever gets beat, it'll definitely be a different era of basketball. Yeah, they may I mean, go back to the down low game in the future. I don't know, but as of right now, I don't see it being passed rel- relatively anytime soon because. Just more and more people wanting to shoot threes. It's not as consistent. They're not going to make as much. So therefore, it's safe for a long time until the era shifts maybe back to down low. Oh, yeah. Because if the era keeps on going how it's going, you're going to have a six-point line at the three-quarters court. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. They've thought, I mean, they've talked about adding the four-point line. They did it in the 2019 all-Star game, Ray Allen was part of that celebrity All-Star game. He dominated the four-point line, but not everybody's Ray Allen. Yeah. And, I mean, yet again, not everyone is a Damian, LeBron, or a Steph either. 
Exactly. So it's just not consistent. I think I think they're trying to full point line on the uh, G League as well. I think the G League is bringing a trailblazer for it right now. Oh, okay. They might. I mean. Because that's usually what they do. If they're going to test a rule, they usually test it on the uh, G League first. Yeah, just to see how it goes. While we're on that topic, what do you think about a four-point line? Should they add it? It would, I mean, when it comes down to a game-winning situation, it would be, you know, more of a, it'd be more entertaining to watch. Because instead of, you know, you of a four-point cushion. What is it? You need a five-point cushion rather than a four-point cushion in late game. Well, that, yeah, that, and, I mean, well, still, I mean, take away five-point cushion would be nice because it, it would just take one foul to send a four-point, you know, four-point play. Yeah, but mo- typically. Yeah, you, you uh, typically stay away, but guard close enough, but, I mean, it does happen. Yeah, it does, but typically four-point, you're good in late game. Yeah, but yet again, I think that would, you know, it would definitely change the dynamics of game winners and everything else. Cause yet again, you got people like LeBron and Damian Miller just pulled up from the logo anyways. Right. And, you know, they just get free points for it and they're just tied. So therefore they got to play overtime. So my, yet again, if you were able to pull it up and make it at clip situation, that I think you deserve to win the game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's far out. So, yet again, I think players should be rewarded for being able to hit that. But, granted, is it just like the three-point line is slowly destroying the game with every team wanting to shoot that outside shot? No one wants to play inside anymore. So, I mean, at this point, your big can shoot freeze. You don't you don't got a player on the team that can't shoot a three-pointer now. Right. And if, you, if you're a big that can't shoot a three, they don't really want you. Exactly. So the old day of beat em up basketball was pretty much gone. But granted, it may come back a little bit because, yet again, if you move out to a four-point line, your bigs aren't going to be shooting four-pointers. They'll be shooting three-pointers, and they won't be shooting four-pointers. So, yet again, it puts more of a guard face back, like more guard face basketball again. That's where we're at now. I mean, guards are just taking over the league because they're all shooting three. <clears throat> I mean, small forwards too, but mostly your guards. And I think it'll come a time pretty soon that people will realize these stretch fives, I mean, they're not built like the big old centers of, you know, a, a decade ago. You know, they're uh, they're going to realize, hey, if I'm big and I can play down low, I can just dunk over top of this stretch five here. He can't stop me. Exactly. Being lanky stretch fives so i mean get a big old time center they're gonna they're gonna dunk on them down low and then i think that's when it'll maybe shift back to old school bullying basketball but i could be wrong on that oh yeah i mean yeah they still may be seven footers that can still jump and you know potentially block a shot but you know they're not gonna be no shack in the paint right you know and like you said, they're more than likely if a stretch five's there, they're more than likely a little bit more scrawnier. So they're not going to be able to body somebody that's about ready to body them. Right. If you're a stretch five, you're working on your shooting. You're not really working on your strength. I mean, yeah, you lift some weights, but you're not trying to get bulky to be strong down low. You're just... Because you got to be quick to go off the pass. 
really bulky and can't move real well if you're going to try to run out to the three-point line. Yeah, and it's not like pickup basketball where you can be a big guy standing in the corner. It's professional basketball. You got to move. Yep, which is why the back-to-the-era basket was probably one of the best eras there was, was because your big guys got the action. Yeah, everybody loves seeing it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love watching some three-point basketball. Just When somebody gets hot and gets on fire and they just start shooting them down, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch, but I still like old-school basketball getting dunked on down low. Yeah, that's always a sight to behold. But, yeah, it's like I said, it's just one of those things with the generations, you know, every single generation that's coming up is just seems like they're shooting further and further out. They are. And... Which means everyone's going to do it because, yet again, all these kids, even that, you know, the center and power forward position and, you know, elementary, middle, and, you know, middle school teams, they're seeing these guys that's, seven foot tall shooting free they're like okay they can do it i can do it yeah just that's how it is right now if you can't shoot a three you're useless pretty much yep because i was a power forward and center in high school and the coach never once let me ever try to shoot a three-pointer i can shoot them they just that's just not the type of style basketball they believe in playing in though right So, yet again, I would fit well in the NBA league for it. But, yet again, for the style of basketball that our high school and middle school played, it was like, no, you're not shooting a three-pointer. They're old old school guys. Like you are center power forward. The only thing you're here for is rebounding. Yeah. Rebounding in front of the ball midway up court, and then the person scores in two seconds. I was a shooting guard, so I could shoot, but. You wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to, no. I could. I could probably could. shoot better than half the people on the team. Yeah. But. <laughs> and you just wasn't allowed. Yeah. Now, like, nope. After school or something, we play some ball, pick up basketball. Yeah, you shoot all day. But not for an organized team. Exactly. And our shots were always, no one could ever block our shots either. Oh, no. Well, I guess that one got a little personal, but still. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bucks and the Packers game recap. The uh, Packers ended up winning 14 to 12. What do you think about that? You think, uh, I mean, it's just the first loss of the season for the Bucks. You think it's time to you know, worry, or you think it's just one game? Well, the little bit of controversy I've seen behind it is it seemed like the Buccaneers, because it was a two-point conversion, they had, you know, they had the three-yard line, you know, to, you know, basically where the thing gets put on a two-point conversion. So they had the three-yard line and or two-and-a-half-yard line, whatever it is. But, and then the playcock is supposed to be 25 seconds after a touchdown. And everyone on the internet that was watching the game noticed it was only a 20-second play clock. And they got a delayed game. So, therefore, they had to do it from eight yards out. But, of course, you know it was 12 to 14, so they had to go for a two regardless. Right. With as much time as – I think there was, I think, 16 seconds left in the game. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they had to go for it because, you know, the chances of recovering an onside kick 
is not very high. Yeah, pretty slim. Great. Granted, if they had the onside kick and they would have kicked a, you know, a PAT, they would have, you know, if they would have recovered it, Tom Brady would have been the guy to score again, but that wasn't the case. Instead, it was a delay of game, so they had to do it from eight yards out, and it was just a field two-point conversion. Yeah. Which, I mean, they still tried to onside kick, and obviously they didn't get it. Right. So in saying that, Yet again, they would have kicked the onside kick with the if they would have kicked the field goal, and they would still. I mean, they would have been one point losers instead of two point losers. And as we said said last week, that's the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad you lose, you still yep. lost. Still loser. Yeah. And, and saying that too, Aaron Rodgers is. I'm not, I'm not going to say as clutch as Tom Brady, but the guy's a pretty good quarterback. So. If they would have squibbed it or done whatever, Rodgers would have still had plenty of time to go down there and, you know, potentially set up a kick for the kicker. Yeah. I mean, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. He's a good quarterback. So, yet again, that game could have still went down to the wire even if the Buccaneers would have scored, you know, a tying uh, two-point conversion. The Packers still had enough time to march down there and kick a field goal. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say March down there. They would have to be pretty swift about it. But still, they would have been, you know, if it was been a good kickoff return or anything else, they would have still had plenty of time to get down through there. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been possible to go down there and score. Because I believe they had two timeouts left. Yeah. How about you? What's your opinion on it? Well, I mean, when Tom Brady loses – they look at it like, oh man, he's washed. He's he's not on his game anymore. Time, you know, to retire or whatever. Everybody loses, and just everybody's gonna look for a weakness and something to talk about that the guy's not as good as he used to be. But it's just one game. The like you said, Aaron Rodgers, he's a good quarterback. Packers are a good team. Uh, I mean, they'll be all right. They'll bounce back. It's just one loss. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the guy does tie Dan Marino for the most wins in one season. Yeah, I mean, and one of their guys was on a uh, game suspension, too, so they didn't have their full squad. Yep. Alrighty. All right, next topic. There's been a lot of great leaders in NBA history, so who do you think is the best team leader player-wise in NBA history? <laughs> oh, that somehow got deleted out of my notes. Uh, so, I'm going off the win here because I don't remember that one being a thing, but we're going with it anyways. I'm rolling. <laughs> team leader, I'm going to say Kobe. Just because I know who Ashton chose. Indeed. You guys, you guys probably know who Ashton chose too. Ah, <laughs> huh? if if not, then you know who I thought I guessed. But hey, we'll Kobe, see. we'll see if yeah. you're shocked or not. Go ahead. <laughs> Kobe, he was a great, you know, all-round player. He was. Always devoted to making the Lakers squad better. He done what he had to do 
as a team leader to make people better because, you know, he wasn't only about bettering himself. He was about bettering his team and everybody around him. He even had influences on the coaching staff, the whole nine yards. So if that's not a definition of a team leader, pretty much putting your coaches in place to make yourself a winning team, then I don't know what a definition of a team leader is. Right. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. Kevin Garnett. Okay, I'm shocked. So who do you think I was going to pick? Who do you think I? Who do you think I thought you was going to pick? LeBron. Exactly. All right. Nope. I will say LeBron is a great leader, but Kevin Garnett, that guy, he pushed the team. He's he was a lot like Kobe. Uh, he. I mean, if he's seen potential in you, he demanded that from you. He wasn't going to accept half of your, you know, you know, he wasn't going to let you half it. He was going all or nothing, 100% effort or nothing. So, I mean, a lot of rookies and players that worked with him said that he, he was a butthole. And a lot of people said that about Kobe. But to be a great leader, sometimes you got to be a butthole about it and just demand – everything from you guys and that's what makes him a great leader is he sees the potential and he's going to get it out of you and that's how you win yeah and he made sure everyone was on a consistent basis with what both of them did right well so well braun and jordan would always step up their games to make up for what their teammates were lacking while kobe and garnett pretty much any team day was the one that seemed like it was more of a well-rounded team performance like stat wise right yeah if like you said LeBron, Kobe, they'll pick up the slack while Kevin Garnett and, I mean, Jordan and LeBron would pick up the slack while Kobe and Garnett, they would make you pick up the slack if you wasn't doing your part. Exactly. Which what separates those two. Well, those four, I guess, technically. But still, that's, I mean, usually it's LeBron and Jordan are on the GOAT conversation as the top two, no matter what thing you put it in but those two yet again like we said they would pick up the slack which makes them better players but at the same time as far as actual leadership goes they were butthole you know lebron's less of a butthole i guess he's using more liked around the league from whoever he plays with but that's what they said with jordan was i mean he was an absolute butthole to everybody to try to get them but it was a butthole for a different reason because he was just I mean, the guy had every right to be cocky, but his thing was he didn't care if he was a teammate or not. He was going to show that he was better than you. He was going to go out there and get his numbers. He don't really care about you. He just – if yeah. yeah, but yet again, he still had to push everyone around him to still be decent in a way, but it was more for a selfish standpoint than what it was to actually make the team better. Right. That's why a lot of people that have talked – they didn't like – being teammates with Michael Jordan. They didn't like him at all. Yeah. Rodman was a big one. Yeah. I mean, he was a weird guy anyway. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't like Rodman because of, I mean, he got special treatment because of how he was. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that guy was, I mean, yeah, he was weird and he was part of the bad boy Pistons, which is another reason why Jordan didn't really like the guy, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, they they fought too many times to have a mended relationship. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, as far as like like we said, Kobe and Garnett are probably some of the best two team leaders in league history. So I was really shocked that you picked Kobe. <clears throat> and I was happy you picked Kobe because he's very similar to Kevin Garnett. So Oh, yet again, I had to go out on a whim because for whatever reason, I didn't put that on my notes and everything else. So I didn't even study on that topic. So uh, I was expecting you to pick Jordan. I, I knew, well, yet again, I anticipated you picking LeBron. So I wasn't about ready to have another LeBron and Jordan discussion. But yet again, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, was those two aren't really superb team leaders. They're they pick up the slack when they need to, and they don't. I'm not saying they don't really expect everyone else to, but they didn't try to make their whole entire squad better if it wasn't necessary for a selfish reason. Yeah, I was like Michael Jordan was a butthole like Kobe and Garnett, but he was a like you said a butthole in a different way that made not. Like him rather than Kevin Garnett and Kobe, it made them respect him. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I would say a different word for what Jordan was to his teammates, but <laughs> I, it's just a word I'm not going to say on the podcast right now. Yeah, I just switched it over to clean. So. Yeah, so I'm not about ready to earn this explicit rating, bad, and I don't ever think Ashton's heard me say the word, anyways. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm usually pretty clean around Ashton. Yeah. But yet again, it's just one of those things. It's like I said that Jordan was a never word, but butthole. And it wasn't the a hole either. <laughs> yeah. He was something else. A lot of players did not like him. And a lot of people didn't like Kobe or Garnett, but they respected them. And that's the difference between the team. Jordan, they didn't respect him, they just flat out didn't like him. Oh, yeah, that and yet again, I know Kobe was a shooting guard, but Garnett was the old school steel big guy. Yeah, power forward, sometimes center. Exactly. I think what he was seven foot two, seven foot one. He's a big guy. Yeah. Maybe what, I mean, big. yeah he, he was slim, but you wasn't getting around him like he was. He was strong. slim, but he was bulky, he like was stout. So, yet again, it was like one of those guys you didn't want to mess with. And, yet again, he had such that old-school mentality on him is he was the biggest guy on the court. So, therefore, you wasn't going to – he was going to be the boss over top of everybody. Oh, yeah. And he played like it. I mean, he, he backed that play. It didn't matter what free teams he was on because he played for the Wolves, the Celtics, and the Nets. Yep. And then the Wolves again. Towards the end. Yeah, he retired with the Wolves. Yeah. I mean, even when, like, when he was old, his play wasn't as good, but his mentality was still the same. He was demanding as much. Exactly. And like, like you said, he, just, he was an all-around. And they, I mean, yeah, he was a special to people, but at the same time, he knew the right way of taking care of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right. Carter, more are we done? All right, let's real quick though. Your West Virginia game as of time recording is right now. What's your predictions? Who's going to win and by how much? Uh, who are they playing? 
Texas. Uh, Both two and two in the Big 12. I say 32 to 20, Texas. Texas. Okay. Statistically, they are the better team. Um, they're both two and two. Statistically, they're the better team. Stats-wise, they're the better team. I don't think Texas played against a high school team this year. I don't know who they played. I say West Virginia 21-14. If West Virginia's defense continues to play, and the score right now is – it's not – it's not looking. Okay, so it's zero to fourteen Texas right now. So I say that's all the points they're getting. LeBron, uh, LeBron. West Virginia scores two straight touchdowns by the end of the game. All right. So is it right? Or is that at Morgantown or is that at Texas? Texas. Is that Texas? Yeah, but there, it's still early in the second quarter. Like it's thirteen fifty less than the second quarter. So you don't have to worry about any of the hurricane rains. No. Because I know it's raining in West Virginia right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, raining quite a bit from in West Virginia from the hurricane. That was a nice hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, ah, it depends where they're playing at because the weather will definitely make a big difference on the game. But if it's in Texas, the rain shouldn't hit them. Uh, I think they're good. Yeah. I'm good now. It went through, and we're all safe here in South Carolina from Mr. Egan. It's just a post-cyclone or whatever now. Tropical depression, which is not even that. Everything went back into the sea. Yeah. Definitely definitely a different experience for the sports podcaster. Yeah. (laughs) In Florida, they got hit a different way. So, I mean, yeah, they, they got hit with the category four person, which that was technically one of our topics, and that's the only reason why we mentioned the hurricane right now. Yeah, and I have time to get to the time it all comes down to it. We'll cover the game next week, so you'll still hear about it. But yeah, the time it hit us, it was a category one, almost a category two. It was like two miles per hour away from being a category two. Well, wasn't it like two miles per hour away from being category five in Florida? Yes, that's also true. Yeah, it was like, I think 155 and 157 as a category five. And then for us, I think category one is like 85. No, eight, yeah, 85. And then for whatever reason, 86 does not exist. And then 87 is a category two. Hmm. No, 90, 95 and 96. It's a hurricane at 85. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, like I said, 96 doesn't exist, and 97 is a Category 2. And it was, I think it got up to 94, 95. Right there, just almost. Yeah. Yeah, Florida, uh, so definitely thought them in rebuild phase right now, clean up. I'll go down there with you guys. I may go on storm with my work and help you guys out with that. I'm not sure, but it's a possibility. That's right. You better come down here. Yep. <laughs> but that's it for today, guys. Yep. Follow all our socials. Go listen to our Three Terrible Gamers podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. And the baby agrees.
Yep. He told you guys to go listen to it too. You gotta listen to the baby. Right. Do what he says. <laughs> All right, later guys. See you later.